This podcast is recorded on the ancestral lands of the Tongva people. The Create Well podcast is a labor of love. If you'd like to support us, it would mean so much to us if you would rate and review our podcast wherever you listen. And if you'd like to support us even further, please go to patreon.com slash create well to join our Patreon community and access exclusive content. We also have a donate button on our website, createwellpodcast.com. Welcome to the Create Well podcast, where we explore the intersection of creativity, wellness, and entrepreneurship. I'm Erica Elon, paddleboarder, oil painter, and content creator. You can find my work on IG at, at Erica Elon. And I'm Ray Saragosa, roller skater, composer, singer, songwriter. And you can find my work on IG at, at Ray Saragosa. Today, we are talking about growth and cultivating new skills with actor Willow Shields. They said if I wanna make it, gotta starve and stress and sell. But if I'm gonna be an artist, well, I wanna create well. Yeah, you gotta create well. Hi, Ray. Hi, Erica. <laughs> Hi, Ray. Hi. Oh, your apartment's looking cute. How's the apartment reno- apartment apartment renovation going? It's going really well. It really is. It feels really good to like just revamp the space. And it really does feel like I moved, you know, because the space is so different. Yeah. We've got these new rugs. Um, there's so much cool new stuff in here. I'm just super happy with it. And it's not done yet. Bronx loves the new couch. You can see him in our Zoom. No one else can see him. He's like in the back. (laughs) It's so cute. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And that wall that she has this like cute, I'm just looking through Zoom, but she has this cute little gallery wall with, who does that woodworking again? That's beautiful. at Stone and Color. And she is an indigenous uh, artist out of Canada. I'm blanking on what part of Canada. Maybe? Winnipeg I might be making that up but um <laughs> she's amazing and can you scan down to your rug because scan I haven't down. seen it yet boop, boop, boop. scan down oh nice. yeah it's it's so yeah. comfy I'm happy, happy it's happy. like neutral and fluffy yeah. looking Bronx loves it I'm sure Bronx loves it yeah yes. probably a little too much <laughs> um and yeah so how's your week been Erica it's been good I I don't know what I, I've just been working a ton. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like you've been in this really good workflow for like a couple months, like for like since, yeah, since like, yeah, since the beginning of the year, I feel like you've been in this like really good workflow. Yeah, it's good. And I'm like, I think I need like a legitimate vacation at some point. You definitely do. Um, so I'm trying to figure out what that looks like and you know, especially in a pandemic, what does that look like? Um, I'm probably not like going anywhere, but I need to figure out a way to take a break, take some time off and say no to just a couple of projects. And it's so hard to say no. It's really hard to say no. Especially when you're freelancing generally, you know, because you just want to do everything and say yes to, to everything. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've been working a lot. I thankfully, I think I said this last week, but the painting of you is shipped oh off, which gosh. is exciting and leaves some space. I like when the, the best part of sending off paintings is like 
that it feels like there's space for something new. Yeah, it's another blank canvas. Yeah, yeah another blank wall, another blank canvas. So um, that's exciting. I'm excited about that. Um, how's your week? My week was actually really good. And um, Bronx, if you hear this like jingling, it's Bronx. He's scratching. <laughs> He's gotten scratchy again. He has some oh, no. skin problems, but um, anyway... Aww. I'm a little worried about him, but he's okay. He's just a little scratchy scratch. Um, and uh, my week was really good. I feel like I'm out of my my funk that I was in for a few weeks. I feel really mm. good. And I think what got me out of it was like really getting back to my routine and really like focusing on my morning meditation and my journaling. And like I've been yeah. writing a song every morning for the past three days. And that's been really amazing. amazing. Um, and... Um, yeah, practicing guitar again and like really focusing on my creativity in the morning before I start doing the things that I have to do that I'm assigned to do and that people are waiting on me for. And that really, really brought me to a better place. And so I'm feeling really good this week. Um, and also I feel like I'm just going to yeah. say it wasn't a funk. Yeah. You were dealing with some really heavy yeah, stuff. Yeah, I was. <laughs> that was a rough few weeks. <laughs> yeah. Just. We don't need to call it a we funk. We don't need to call it a funk. We need to call it a <laughs> fucked up situation. But. Yeah. Um, I'm so glad yeah. you're feeling in a better place. Thank though, you. Because it was Thank rough. you. And then I had something Thanks. really, really awesome happen last night. Um, Ooh, tell us. Uh, my two of my songs were on episode two of Resident Alien, this awesome new <laughs> sci-fi show, which is actually so amazing. really amazing. Like really, really, amazing. the show is great. And um, wow. actually, Bronx, please stop. <laughs> Bronx really wants to be heard Where in this episode. He? He's like hiding with his ball. All right. Well, um, <laughs> and actually, one of the writers on the show, Tazba, I, I hope I'm. I'm pronouncing her name correctly I actually met her through Bethany Yellowtail or Mm -hmm. I met them at the same party but like I met I feel like I met her around the same Uh time like Uh with Bethany because they're very close friends and so that was really cool to find out that she was like she's writing on the show and there's so many incredible people working on the show and it's just an honor to be a part of it okay let me just get Bronx real quick Bronx. Yeah, well, and while you're getting Bronx, <laughs> tell us about I totally Puppy remembered Bear. my week with Puppy yes, Bear. Tell us while I go get Bronx. My week with Puppy Bear was really stressful <laughs> because she got fleas. Oh, yeah. I know. I know. Me and Erica, Erica like, was like, oh, no. Like, Puppy Bear's I, when fleas, Bronx I'm like, was scratching him, like, it happens. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh, I felt like such a bad puppy mom. And then of course, like anything, like with humans, when you go online and you Google like fleas and I puppies, know. it's like the world is ending what? and it'll never go away. And it's all, yeah, it's really, really like bad online. But when Ray and I were on our morning run, she reassured me that it was a normal part of being a puppy yeah. mom and that everything's going to be okay. Yeah. And it is. We went to the vet. We got the little treatment. Yeah. She's feeling a lot better already. You yeah. know, all the things. We're doing all the things. Yeah, when I so. adopted Bronx, he had fleas. <laughs> and Aww. I had to deal with that. And it wasn't so bad. Um, it was pretty easy for him to get rid of it. Um, and then yeah. I was worried because he's been scratching now. So I was like, oh my gosh, does he have fleas? Um, yeah. But I like have looked through his fur like every day. <laughs> and when I, he had fleas last time, I saw some. And I, didn't, I don't right. see anything. And, you know, Bronx has this uh, skin... 
uh, infection mm-hmm. that I adopted him with and it comes, I guess it's like coming back. It's like hard. It's, it's a whole dance, you know, it's like anything with human yeah. beings. Like, you know, you work really hard to get rid of it and sometimes it comes back and you got to get rid of it again. And so mm-hmm. Bronk is going to be okay. <laughs> and so is puppy Aww. bear. They're all, all going to be, be okay. okay. All the babies are going to be good. <laughs> um, and yeah, but you know, I'm really excited about today's theme which is about growth oh my gosh, and yeah. cultivating new skills. And what I love about this is that, you know, I chatted with Willow Shields, who's this incredibly accomplished young actor. Um, mm-hmm. I believe she's 20 now, may- maybe 21, 2021, mm-hmm. um, 2021. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, um, <Good> <laughs> It's like too early for me. I need to just stop. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but anyway, and she is just really inspiring. And I, what I love mm. is being inspired by folks who are younger than me, you know, and always having uh, teachers. I know having <laughs> teachers of Gen Z, just like having teachers yes. that are older than you, that are younger than you, that are much older than you, that are much mm. younger than me, you know, me. And I, you know, Bronx is a teacher. I love to like, turn to you know Mm. I just think it was really amazing how inspired I was by her and how like I have years on her but like I she is she is like such an inspiration guiding me and um we had such a great conversation about learning new skills and not being afraid of being bad at things and as an Mm -hmm. actor um for her you know when you're doing auditions and you have to play roles that maybe the roles have skills that you don't have and having to pick that up like the night before an audition is really fascinating. And so, um, I won't give away the whole conversation, but that was just a really cool chat. And like, Erica, is there anything that you like have not done because you were afraid of being bad at it or something that you did do that you were really bad at at first and just did it anyway? Ooh, oh my gosh, I'm on the spot. On the spot. I'm bad at on the spot question. I love putting you on the spot. <laughs> I can Let's answer first see. if you're going to think about it. Go first, go okay. first. Um, this is like, I everyone's like, did you just ask me that question because you wanted to answer it? I'm like, yes. <laughs> I'm really fine with that, though. I'm all about it. Please do this. I'm just going to answer my own question first. Um, anyway, so... Roller skating was one thing that I was like really bad mm-hmm. and I'm still bad at, you know? And I think it's adorable <laughs> how people think I'm like decent at it. I'm like, you guys, like I'm, I'm like, I've been skating for a year and I, I really haven't gotten very good at all. But, um, and then so there's that I'm getting better. Um, one thing that has been like a bit of a regret that I avoided doing cause I felt bad at it was producing mm. and like recording my own music. Mm. And I feel like we talked about this. We early did in talk the pod. about this and it still stings. That's interesting. It still stings. And, and the I've lack of female now. producers out there. Mm. Yeah. We talked about that too. Yeah. And so yes. I avoided producing and like, you know, dipping my toes into the production world yeah. because I was so afraid of being bad at it. And this was, mm almost 10 years ago, I could have started producing. And if I would have just like devoted like an hour a week to it and been bad at it for 10 years, I'd be pretty good at it at this point. And I spent a lot of the quarantine mm. working on that and I'm, I'm glad, but like, sure. I still have that regret of why was I so afraid of being bad at it? Why didn't I just like embrace being bad at it? Cause then maybe 10 years later I'd be pretty freaking good at it. Um, mm. 
And so that's like, yeah, that's like one of those that stings and sticks with me. Yeah. I feel like for me, I'm in the middle of this, like kind of trying not to be afraid of learning about Think more things about finances yeah. <laughs> and like business structures and all these yeah. things that you and I talk about a lot and we try and share the bits and pieces that we know. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's kind of a similar thing where I'm like, if I had really started, if I'd taken some classes in undergrad when they were available to yeah. me, um, started paying more attention to that realm of things, then that would have been really cool. But I think yeah. I was overwhelmed by it and yeah. it, it is a whole other language. Yeah. Um, and it can feel daunting. It can feel like it's, it's written for primarily white men and Mm -hmm. it is. Um, and so there's a lot of barriers to, uh, really diving in, but I'm trying right now and I am finding myself really still not excited about it. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, I know I want to do this. I want to be taking these online classes. I want to be learning the lingo. I want to be researching, but I, um, it's kind of hard. Just so, go slow. Like, but yeah, I feel like we're yeah. all like, we have all this pressure to either jump in or like not right. do it at all. But like we can learn these things slowly, you know? Yeah. Like I think no, just I think, and release she, the pressure. Willow speaks so, I think I came away, I listened to the interview on a walk and I came away from it with like, this was so gentle and this was also like, she has like, uh, invested in like the simplicity of of learning new things and of reading good books and of like cultivating these spaces in Mm -hmm. herself of more self-care of um uh it sounds like more like indulgence in the things that um are new and beautiful and worth spending the time on um both for work and otherwise and that was it was just a really refreshing conversation yeah. and really simple. Yeah. What um, I love about her, she has this like curiosity that I think is so important um, as artists. We have to keep being yeah. curious and keep yeah. reading and learning new things. And I think that sometimes as people, we get afraid of like, and I, I'm speaking from myself. I'm not like accusing other people of feeling this way. If I'm the only one, then that's fine. But like we get like afraid of learning new things because we don't want yeah. to burst our own bubbles of our safe little like mm. bubble of knowledge and security. Well, we're an expert. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's like it's yeah. In. It's like oh, <laughs> like I I've had this situation where like I was always afraid to co-write because mm. I was so afraid that like if I was in a room with another writer, I was gonna be outed as like being a terrible songwriter. Oof. And I wasn't like, and I was so afraid to like learn more about songwriting because I was so stuck yeah. in my bubble that I'm a really good songwriter, like naturally, and I don't have to try, <laughs> which is like ridiculous, <laughs> ridiculous. And that's like so like 24 year old Ray speaking, but oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, yeah, the vulnerability piece yeah. in, in these new explorations yeah. and new patterns growing is um, vulnerable is real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it, it was it's really a beautiful interview and yeah. I, I'm excited for you all to hear it. So Yay. I think we should jump, Let's jump in, in and hear from Willow on this. Can you tell us a little more about Willow? Yes. So Willow Shields is an American actress and we all know and love her as Primrose Everdeen in the Hunger Games yes. film series. So crazy. Amazing. So cool. And um, she has a Netflix original series called Spinning Out. 
Um, she, this mm. is like one of the coolest fun facts is that she was at the age of 14, the youngest competitor to ever appear in dancing with the stars and incredible. Yeah. yeah so cool. Oh. And she's absolutely an incredible talent. She is an mm. interdisciplinary artist. She is a friend. She is just a wonderful energy and beautiful human being. And this is Willow Shields. Hi, Willow. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Create Well podcast. This is such a treat. We connected over Instagram, which is so special. Yes. <laughs> and I just think you're amazing. And I'm such a fan of your work and everything you've done. And so I did a little intro for you uh, at the beginning in our introduction, but I'd love for you to introduce yourself and in your own words, tell us about you. Yeah, my name is Willow Shields. I'm an actress. You might have seen me in the Hunger Games series, uh, my show spinning out on Netflix, but I also um, have a big passion for photography, um, reading, and uh, many other um, arts. That's so awesome. you can find kind of most of my stuff on my Instagram. Amazing. And um, what is your Instagram, by it the way, so we can at find you? Willow Shields. Amazing. Easy. <laughs> and so, um, you know, I'm so curious to hear about what it was like growing up as a career creative, like from a very mm -hmm. young age. And, you know, when we're, we think about being young, it's all about like curiosity and creating from a place that is free. And, um, I'm, I'm just, I'd love to hear from your own words, what it was like to be working as a creative at a very young age and how that has influenced your creativity as an adult. Yeah. I mean, I grew up in a really cool creative environment. Um, my parents mm -hmm. were very kind of free spirits, open to kind of all of their kids learning as much as they could creatively. Um, and they were very encouraging about that, which was amazing. And so it kind of enabled these open doors for me from a very young age to kind of decide what I wanted to pursue. Um, and I kind of just stumbled into acting. Um, I was always interested mm -hmm. in story and I can go into that more later, but I, I've always kind of just had a fashion fascination with story. And that led me to acting, um, when I was really young and, I kind of coincidentally fell into a career um, in the sense that I was so young when I first started and it took me mm -hmm. till about maybe 12 years old to go, oh, wow, I really do want to do this for a living. Wow. So what's like your first memory of connecting with story and knowing that like storytelling was what you wanted to do? Um, I was obsessed with reading when I was a kid. And I think just for me, even the story a picture book could tell when I was a kid mm -hmm. felt so important. <laughs> and I was mm -hmm. sort of became obsessed with all different types of story, reading novels, um, listening to music, um, mm -hmm. writing, uh, just honestly observing other people. I just kind mm -hmm. of felt like every everyone had a story to tell. And so mm -hmm. I kind of found myself in this path, I think from a very young age of like, I want to be involved in that. 
I want to be involved mm. in story in some format or sharing other people's stories or my own, however that may be. And mm. my biggest passion that I found within telling story has been acting. And I love, I love a lot of other things as well. I'm just not as good at them, to be honest. Yeah. Like I love, um, I've been writing for a long time and I've kind of been working my way up to kind of sharing more writing I'm doing. And mm. I love music. I have absolutely zero musical talent. You know what I mean? So there's some <laughs> things that I just, I love the sort of idea behind it. And I still push myself yeah. creatively to try to be involved in it. Um, but yeah, that's mm. kind of where my love of story starts. I love that. And I totally identify with that because as a singer songwriter, mm -hmm. I feel like, okay, I'm best at singing and songwriting, but I love doing so many other things. I'm just not very good at them, yeah, exactly. but I still do them. Yeah, and you I, know, I still do them, but I don't like advertise them as much. Exactly. And I think it's important because a lot of people only love doing the things that they're good at. And I understand that yeah. we're all like that. Like we have this inner yeah. like, battle of like, well, I'm not very good at that. Therefore I'd rather just continue to work like harder at this one mm. subject matter. But really, mm. I think what's best for artists, in my opinion, and I could be completely wrong, is to do all the things you're incredibly bad at because mm. it can still only help you in the one thing that you're like still working to be better at. Um, it's just, totally. you know, it expands your knowledge of things which can just help you in life. And humility yeah. is really important. <laughs> I agree. And it's a great point. And we talk about that a lot on the pod about like being interdisciplinary and mm -hmm. not being afraid to be bad at things. Yes. Um, and I think that, you know, there's this thing they talk about in the artist way. I'm not sure if you've ever read the artist, yeah, way, yeah. but I talk about it a lot yeah. on this podcast too much, but mm -hmm. um, in the artist way, it talks about kind of like creative U-turns and mm -hmm. sometimes how you can talk yourself out of doing something for so many years because you think you're bad at it. And then like 10 years down the line, you're like, if I would have just like started yeah. that 10 years ago, I probably would have been good at it now. And that's how I feel about um, producing and recording. Yeah. And I, now I'm like producing and getting paid for it. Mm -hmm. But it took me literally a decade mm -hmm. to build up the confidence to just not just to be okay with being bad at it. Yeah, absolutely. You know? I mean, I still, so, yeah. I still to this day mm -hmm. um, wish that I could be a triple threat. You know, I wish like, mm -hmm. you know, there's actors I know that are brilliant actors, dancers, singers, all of it. But I've, I've literally turned, you know, away auditions because I, mm. I know they're looking, you know, they say, can you sing this song? And I go, I really can't mm. <laughs> like, mm. you know, that that's been <laughs> part of, you know, my experience trying to kind yeah. of, you know, um, uh, not just find humility in the things that I'm not very good at doing, but also still mm -hmm. kind of, um, over a long period of time, try to find ways to kind of uh, get better mm -hmm. at those things and expand my knowledge on them. I love that. And I'm so glad that you have this attitude now, because if I had that attitude, <laughs> like, you know, seven years ago at your age, six, seven years ago, yeah. I would definitely be a lot better at a lot of things, <laughs> including piano <laughs> and um, roller skating. But, <laughs> um, but speaking of triple threats, um, can you tell us a bit about your dancing and where maybe we could have seen you dance? <laughs> yeah. um, I many years ago. Talk about humility. This was a this was a new experience <laughs> for me. Um, when I was fourteen, I was the youngest person wow. to ever be on Dancing with the Stars. Um, so cool. Yeah, and it was uh, it was an incredible experience. Um, but yeah, I kind of fell in love with dancing for the same reason that I fall in love with a lot of um, artistic things I've done. It's, it does the mm. same thing. It tells a story. Um, 
And mm-hmm. I was really into uh, getting up on stage, even if it was incredibly terrifying live in front of millions mm-hmm. of people to kind of try attempt to tell a story through, you know, song and dance and, and wow. all this cool stuff. So yeah, it was really fun. And I still have such a passion for it. Um, and it really, really pushed me. I was, mm. I was dancing 12 hours a day, seven days a week wow. um, for a month. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it was, so cool. it was intense. And I'm very obsessed with kind of um, doing pushing myself physically too in that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. it's, whether it's dancing or something else. I did a show on Netflix. Uh, I filmed it two years ago um, when I where I had to learn how to figure skate. And so that was another thing Whoa. that I had no idea how to do. I mean, both of these categories, I went into it knowing mm-hmm. absolutely nothing. Um, yeah. And I really, it pushed me a lot in a in a really good way. That's amazing. That's amazing. I think that's the beauty of acting. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, so I grew up acting a little oh, bit. Cool. Um, and my, my dad and my brother are both actors. And I remember um, I had an audition for a lacrosse player mm-hmm. and I had never picked up a lacrosse stick in my yeah. life. And I, I did not get the part. It, I was down to me and another person mm-hmm. and I like test screen tested mm-hmm. for it. But I wasn't that upset when I didn't get the part because I'm like, I know how to play lacrosse really well now. (laughs) (laughs) I never use the skill ever again, but still, it was pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, I mean, just being able to learn that new thing is something amazing to gain. Yeah. So what is like one other than figure skating? What is like maybe give us a couple really cool skills that you had to pick up for a job that you're really stoked about? Hmm. You know, I haven't had to do, um, I, I did do a movie a few years ago, an indie film in which I had to learn how to sing and play the guitar, which was quite challenging for me. Cause like nice. I said, I'm, I truly do not feel very comfortable doing that, but it was, a- I bet you're so much better <laughs> like than you're saying, it was a, it was we're a- going to play together one day. It's going to be great. It was a really <laughs> fun experience and I appreciate it a lot, but what's funny is I've actually, um, I've done a lot more of trying to learn skills quite literally for auditions than the actual mm. filming experience because I okay. I love auditioning. So like I remember wow. getting an audition once that was due two days later and the character was supposed to play the ukulele. So I literally mm. like that night at 10 o'clock at night drove to Guitar Center in Sherman Oaks, bought a ukulele, nice. went home learn how to play two songs in the ukulele so that two days later I could walk into the audition room and do a performance. So like, wow, you're so cool. It was one of those things where, you know, I've, I've done a lot of that where I've kind of, Mm. and I'm sure a lot of actors can relate sort of chaotically Mm. like picked up a skill very quickly Mm. for an audition. (laughs) Yes. Wow. You know, um, (laughs) my, uh, my boyfriend is an actor and he, (laughs) I always like make fun of him because I look at his resume Mm -hmm. and I'm like, can you do this? Can you do this? Um, Can you do this? Can I watch you do this please? Cause I don't know if you can do that. (laughs) An actor's resume is always quite funny. (laughs) There's that episode of Friends when they're looking at their Joey's resume and they're like, can you like really drink a gallon of milk in one minute? Just like so, so funny. Um, But that sentence that you just said, I like need to put that like on a, on a thing on Instagram when you said, I love auditioning. Yes. 
because I don't hear a lot of actors say that. I really don't. And all the actors that I'm around, a lot of people like dread auditioning, which is why I love it personally. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, I think it's beautiful. (laughs) I think it's beautiful because like for me, like as a singer songwriter, like I love, like I'm seriously, like I love like playing empty cafes to like the barista and like five people. Like I really, I love the process of Mm -hmm. it. And I think that as creatives, what I think is a prereq, like something, a really big part of choosing a creative vocation is you have to love the process Mm -hmm. and you have to love the nitty gritty and the things that aren't as glamorous. And as an actor, I think auditioning is that thing. It's like, you know, you're not doing a job, you're showing up and now it's like zoom calls and it's, you know, know, yeah, exactly. Things have changed because of COVID. Um, and now yeah. we're all self taping, which used to be my worst nightmare. Actually, I, I just really? I always felt like, like to be in the- yeah, I always yeah. felt like I could you know take a note in the room and I could adjust in the room yeah. and I could feel the sort of as stupid mm-hmm. as it sounds energy in the room. And I think that once totally. I started taping, yeah. I was always worried that they were never going to watch it. And mm-hmm. now that we're all in that kind of same boat, I've just kind of tried mm-hmm. to like take advantage of it and be excited about. Um, sort of the room you have to do whatever you want when you're taping but yeah yeah, it's been like I think a learning curve for a lot of actors that I know at least with self-taping this year yeah so you know speaking of the pandemic how has how has it been for you since the pandemic since I'm sure you know you're not able to work on set as much at least and like what are yeah so how has it been for you um it's been interesting to say the least. I uh, have actually just been kind of trying to take advantage of working on other things from home as much as possible. Mm -hmm. Like I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm writing a lot. Um, I'm working um, with my brother on a few scripts actually this whole year. So um, yeah, just kind of like diving into things that I didn't necessarily feel like I had the time to do before. Um, Mm -hmm. So I can't really complain about my work Mm -hmm. experience this year, although Mm -hmm. I haven't um, been on set in a while. I think that Mm -hmm. it has kind of um, opened a a door for me that I've been very happy to dive into and kind of explore. Um, But yeah, I do just like a lot of people, I miss that time on set. And I'm also just very excited to get back to doing that as well at, at some point soon. Mm, yeah I feel you I, I think that a lot of us um you know if you're not able to be on set I'm not able to be on yep. tour and having to stay home has kind of forced me to really dive into those mm-hmm. other creative mediums and I've also been writing more so that's really cool that you're working on scripts with your brother and I can't wait to to see them on the big screen one day well, thank you we'll it's see <laughs> so cool. um and so I know that you love reading can yes. you give us a couple book recs right now oh, or like goodness. books that you're currently reading? um I am reading an incredible book right now called a little life um and I'm I haven't finished it yet it's I'm 500 pages into an 800 page book right now that one nice. is amazing but um god one of the best ones I read this year was early on in the uh lockdown and it was mm-hmm. called a heartbreaking work of staggering genius by Dave Eggers mm-hmm. And it was Mm. really powerful, made me cry a lot and um, kind of got me re-inspired into reading more. Um, So it kind of started the trend of me reading like uh, a book every two weeks, at least in the Mm. during lockdown. So yeah, that that one is like number one for me this year, just because it Mm. kind of reinvigorated my love for reading. (laughs) 
That is awesome. I know like a book that can, that a book that makes you love to yeah. read and makes you turn pages like that is. A it's book. also it's my, like my boyfriend has an obsession with reading and he reads like triple the amount of books I read. So like wow. in like one week he'll be like, yeah, I read like 12 books and I'm like, well, <laughs> <laughs> I read oh. half of one, but you know, so. what a what a intense competition! Wow, <laughs> wow, that's that's pretty wild. Yeah. Um, so can you tell us about your dog? I can. I have I have an amazing little Australian <laughs> Shepherd named Levi, oh. and he's not so little anymore. I can barely pick him up, but he is a wonderful. We call him the pandemic puppy. Because oh. we, my family and I got him early on during lockdown and we just yeah. spent like a wonderful, he just turned one year old. Um, <gasps> yeah, but he's a, he's a sweetheart. He's, he's the biggest cuddle monster and um, he's very smart too. That's so sweet. Oh my gosh. Everyone is a check out at Willow Shields on Instagram for all the puppy yeah. pics. They're amazing. <laughs> um, and so just like two last questions sure. I have for you. Um, so in terms of self-care and staying well and staying Mm -hmm. centered, um, you know, I know that the entertainment industry is a high stress environment and, um, you know, being on social media is a place where people are commenting and, you know, your identity is like, is kind of in the hands of the masses at times Mm -hmm. and it can be very stressful. So how do you take care of yourself? How do you stay well and practice? self-care it's a hard question because I really didn't know how to do it before when I was younger like Mm. I truly could not grasp how to really take care of myself Mm. like especially emotionally and mentally um which I mean all those things tie together like I was just Mm. writing up this post to do on Instagram to be completely honest that I still haven't posted yet because I'm like, mm. my anxiety is sort of holding me back about a time where I had super severe acne and was still trying to work mm. on set during that and kind of mm. what that whole process was like, trying to kind mm. of, um, you know, physically feel better, mm. but also dealing with social media issues and like all wow. of this stuff. So it's been like, actually a very long sort of road for me to find ways that I have been able to stay well. And a lot of it is just, um, it's a mix for me of just maintaining sort of a healthy relationship with social media, meaning staying Mm -hmm. off of it as much as possible. Um, Mm -hmm. exercising and, Mm -hmm. um, reading and using, uh, you know, photography and stuff as a way to sort of express things in ways that I don't really feel like I can. Um, and honestly, crying a lot to be completely. <laughs> I'm right there I with mean, you. I cry. I do. And I actually like I, as much as I, it's sort of just stupid to say, Oh, I cry a lot, but it helps. Like, I think I, I'm one of those people that, um, I don't really like keeping my emotions bottled up and I have mm-hmm. kind of allowed myself now as I've gotten older to be okay with just kind of like, having big energy like no matter what it is it's sort of like letting that kind of just that experience happen and dealing with it in the moment instead of letting it kind of take take over my you know mental health but yeah Mm. it's been kind of uh you know social media has been kind of a love hate relationship with me for a long time so Mm. that that's been one thing that has 
taken a minute to to find a healthy relationship with. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing yeah. that because I know that a lot of us have that like back and forth love hate relationship with social mm-hmm. media and it can be really hard. And um, you with such a large audience, I know it can feel at times, you know, everything you post, the anxiety yeah. of like, how's this going to be taken? It can, it can be very, it can be debilitating. Yeah. I felt that. Absolutely. I felt that. And I think it's, so I think it's really good to talk about because not everyone knows that that happens yeah. to people with large And audiences. I think it was yeah. even harder on me at a really young age because when I was 14, maybe, I was, you know, I was dealing with going through puberty and mm-hmm. all of a sudden like gaining weight and like all of these mm-hmm. natural things that every woman goes mm-hmm. through yet for some reason on social media, they're like frowned upon or something to be criticized oh, for. And it was sort of one of those things that was just like super eye-opening. And, wow. um, you know, or like I, throughout my whole life, I've had those kind of like ups and downs where physically mm-hmm. I haven't felt you know, as beautiful as I would hope or like, you know, and a lot of it has come down to social media. But I think that there is sort of like if anyone else is experiencing that, the truth is there is sort of a light at the end of the tunnel in the sense that, you know, there is ways to sort of um, mend that that difficult relationship with social media. But it's it it has been challenging for me. Yeah, I mean, I can only imagine like going through puberty and like becoming like who you truly are from like child to adult mm-hmm. in the public eye yeah. on social media is so intense. I mean, you know, when I was uh, younger and when I was, you know, a young adult, 12, mm-hmm. 13, 14, it, social media wasn't the same. Yeah. Like we just, it just started. And I can't really imagine having gone through all the insecurities and the difficulties of like, in, I think for me, when you think about becoming you know, going through that time, it's like you're looking in the mirror, Mm -hmm. but when you're thinking about looking in the mirror is also like looking on Instagram, like that is so intense. And so I think it's really amazing that you've been able to come out of that and have been able to like practice more self-care as you get older, because it's, you know, it's, it messes with a lot of people. And so we have to keep practicing those boundaries, keep remembering what's real and what's not and how everyone is projecting their own insecurities onto each other. Right. And it turns into bullying. It turns into mm-hmm. hateful comments. It turns into all kinds of toxic things. So exactly. yeah, that's amazing. I'm so, you're so cool. And I'm just <laughs> so glad that we had you on the pod. <laughs> well, I appreciate thank you for it. I'm, I'm a big yeah, fan of yours. What's your truth. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's so cool. I'm, I'm very um, happy to do this. Oh, yay. And okay, so we have our last question, which we a- we ask okay. everyone on the pod at the end. And that's in one sentence. What does it mean to you to create well? Oh, that's hard. I sprung this on you. I usually <laughs> warn people, but I didn't. I forgot. <laughs> um, I think to create well just means to give yourself the freedom to experience many different things in life. Mm. And to know that all those experiences are going to help you in your creativity. I love that. Freedom. Freedom to be creative. So beautiful. And I admire you for your curiosity and your ability to pick things up for different auditions and to find new things, (laughs) be bad at things and not be afraid of that. And it's just really cool. So thanks so much, Willow. This has been so fun. And we'll see you next time. Thank you. And now for the Create Well Challenge of the Week. This week's Create Well Challenge is to devote 
30 minutes of your week to try something that you maybe are a bit afraid of or you expect that you're going to be bad at, but just try it out. I know for me, I'm going to take that 30 minutes and I'm going to move forward in my finances course. So join me and try something a little bit scary. And this week's featured song is At Work by Kaylin Marie. Could you turn your head towards the sun again? The way the light hits your eyes is magic. And timing hasn't been a good friend. Invited again and again, but has yet to attend. Oh, how we wait for it I adore you But that doesn't bring moments to Time we don't have to use I don't know all of love's ways But I don't think it's at work here, babe If you let me go do the same Can we play that song we both love to sing The way we meet each other in melodies is mystifying And patience has been our best friend Pushed away I will do this.